Oh, hey, Brian, what's up? Um, I just saw you over there squatting 800 pounds, and I noticed your shirt that you're wearing. That's right. I wouldn't be able to squat like I do if I didn't have the faith of Jesus on my chest. This is my active faith sports shirt. That's amazing. Hey, Brian, where can I get one of those shirts? If you head on over to Active faithsports.com use the promo code nrp116 you could get 15 percent off no way way <laughs> okay i'm gonna go do that right now you better and get swole like me that's right hi this is michael pulser from the personal upgrade podcast and you're listening to not religious Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Shalom. This is Not Religious Podcast. Yes. My name is Blake, and I have a booger whistle. <laughs> Hopefully, you won't be able to hear that throughout this whole episode. It is something I've been fighting for the past two days. Cannot get rid of it. You've had a booger whistle for two days? Yeah, I can't get You want to hear it? Yeah. Can you hear it? Hold on. I don't know if... Let me turn the noise gate off real quick. It just went away. Are you kidding me? I'm dead serious. I've been fighting that thing for two weeks, not two weeks, two days, and I cannot get rid of it. All it took was you getting in front of a microphone. All it took was doing this ministry that we have. (laughs) and got rid of it. But we're too too secular for some (laughs) and not secular for others. Yeah, so we're, we're the Metallica. So we're trying, we're trying to get on some (laughs) other podcast networks, you know, just to get out there. And so we're searching for some new platforms for yes. ourselves mm-hmm. and Blake's been reaching out because he is the man when it comes to that because yeah. I really don't I'm not good with all all you of just, that you just because, ask questions right because I uh I come off a little too <laughs> Brianish. hey hey mother lover put us on your podcast network but uh douche so Blake's gotten a response back from a few what, what are they saying so uh, I've gotten a, a few that you know, they're like, hey, send us some links. We'll listen to the show, whatever. We'll let you know something. And then you don't hear anything back. It's whatever. It's cool. It's fine. Um, however, we've had a few of them listen, and they're not necessarily religious podcast networks. So, Oh, like our 
not like just like our podcast. Yeah. They're not religious. <laughs> but you know, we I didn't reach out to religious podcast networks because I was like, I don't feel like we fit in with that. I yeah. think we're a little too um progressive for those. Good. So word. I haven't tried, you know, and uh but I've reached out to just, you know, whatever po- podcast networks. Let's let's connect. Let's see what else is out there. Network. And uh sent some, you know, sent out a few links and some yeah. people listen to it and the general response is you guys have a great podcast. Keep it up. I'm sure you'll find a home somewhere, but we just we don't want to really associate with a <laughs> religious podcast even though our name is not religious right and it's cool i get it i totally get it so and, one uh, network told you we're not secular enough right uh no they said they didn't want to venture into anything that was non secular uh, non-secular yeah i'd have to go back and read yeah, that. yeah. it was it was weird and then the other one told you that yeah. we were we were too we're too we secular were too churchy or they were too secular. They were too secular. They were too secular for us. Right. We were too churchy. And uh, I, it's, I was like, no, it's cool. It's totally fine. And, you know, thankful for them even taking the time to listen to it because they didn't have to respond at all. I've had just some people just leave me on red and totally. Yeah. So one me. of them were too secular and then the other one were too churchy. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so we're the Metallica of podcasts because... <laughs> Metallica was too punk for the metal bands and they were too metal for the punk bands. The story I've always heard. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll take that. I'll ta- I mean, Metallica's got some good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. You know? Yeah. They're, I'll, I'll say this. They are a global, globally recognized band. Sure. And we are a globally recognized, recognized podcast. podcast. Which is and if there was a... Still insane to me that we have people in freaking Australia, in other countries, England, listen to this. Brazil. Yeah, I, I mean, Canada's Canada. <laughs> Canada is just Canada. But thank but, you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Thank you regardless. We'll, hey. find a, we'll, we'll find a network out there. We'll find some new stuff. Why don't the guys that are relevant to our interests drop us a link if you guys find somewhere? Because we were all on the same network right. and then it just disappeared. Right. I don't know what happened. Probably aliens. Corona. Probably the Rona had something to do with it, but uh, it just disappeared. So. It did. Anyway. Weird. Just out of yeah, nowhere. Just out of nowhere. I know. I went to go check one day just to make sure things were still good i don't know i just checked the website and it was like it it was always an error and i, I wonder like, oh, if we could sue wrong. them for like oh something uh, what would we sue them for i don't know can you do that I, you can sue for anything <laughs> yeah you can <laughs> you can we'll check into that you'll be hearing from our lawyers yes we're gonna take your stimulus check <laughs> I did not think those were coming, by the way. That's so funny. Now you were telling me this in the in the house earlier. So yeah. tell me what you what you <laughs> so we're it's so we're, funny to me. Me and Allie were talking about stimulus checks uh earlier today. And um I I I was convinced that those were never going to be sent out. I was like, all right. Thinking about it realistically, you don't trust the government I don't trust so much. I don't. I really don't. I don't trust <laughs> anyone. I don't trust anyone. Anyone, and except for Allie, except for my wife. Yeah, and you guys, maybe, my mother, maybe me, maybe. <laughs> but maybe. I don't trust. I don't trust anyone. So all this talk about 
we're supposed to be getting stimulus checks. I was like, that's never going to happen. That's just something they're saying just to I'll make people it shut up. You know, I'll believe it when I see it, whatever. <laughs> and uh, just sitting around, you know, on my lunch break today at the house and Allie's like, oh, we got a stimulus checks. And I was like, oh, they really did it. They oh, did that. Cool. Let's they buy a that. tiger. Let's, <laughs> let's put these checks together. Let's buy a tiger. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. But. You know, hopefully you spend it wisely. <laughs> I don't know. People are probably going to blow it on a lot of crap. How many yeah. tiger sales do you think will happen because of this thing? I, I I definitely guarantee someone will buy a tiger. Will buy a tiger. Yeah. Another important question. This is an election year. We yeah. already know that Joe Exotic has run for office. Can you run from... I, if you're a convicted felon, you, you cannot run for public Hillary office. Clinton did it. Oh! She's not a convicted... Take. She's not a convicted That's felon. That's what you think. I'm just kidding. I don't. I. I don't know a whole lot about politics. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'm gonna touch on this just a little bit. I just want our listeners to think. Yeah. For a second, because I saw this today and it was kind of like, huh. huh. And, and I don't want to get into it. With, you know, I don't want to make this episode about the Rona and everything. But you guys know that we love a good conspiracy theory. Yep. Right. And so just. Think, think about this. There have been 28,529 deaths. Mm-hmm. People who have passed away from the Rona. Yeah. Is that just now, in the U.S.? In the U.S. Okay. In the U.S. And for some reason, well, and there are 644,000 cases mm-hmm. of the Rona. Yes. In the U.S. Yes. And... F- we're supposed to believe that our hospitals are overrun without resources. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know that those numbers don't make sense to me. And the information that is given to us, it, it's just, it, it's not adding up. Yeah. Is, does that make sense to oh, you? Totally. And I've had this discussion numerous times with people over the past few days it's been two months since we've done our conspiracy episode two months yeah since we did our conspiracy episode on this coronavirus yeah and it's still around and it's gotten worse i didn't think that was going to happen but you know me like we just discussed right i don't trust it you don't trust i don't trust the government for sure i I just don't um i I just trust the media i don't trust anything that's on the news I'm, i'm like that's lie and we'll get into that uh, here and there today. I've got a new story that'd be fun, but um, I don't know, man. I, I think something's just not adding up to me. You say these numbers and the general population is just going to be like, that's a lot of people. Right. And they don't right, think about so, how many people are in the U S so 644,000. Okay. That's right. roughly the population of like Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. And, yeah. but I'm supposed to believe that our hospitals are, maybe there needs to be clarity in the reporting like such and such hospital in New York city. Yeah. Which is the largest hospital, blah, blah, blah is being overrun with cases. Okay. That's fine. But when it comes to hospital XYZ and BFE, Georgia, yeah, Texas, South Carolina, wherever, Mm -hmm. It's not the same. 
Yeah. If that makes sense. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I think people lose sight of that because of what they're being told. They just hear that. And then when it's like told over and over again and people yeah, on like Facebook suddenly become experts. Our hospital here in town is not being overrun with coronavirus cases. No. But the general population believes that they are. And yeah. I think I think that's the problem. And then, you know, when this thing first started, it's like if you go out in public, make sure you're wearing a mask. Now it's like, don't wear masks. It doesn't really do anything. But then it was like, definitely wear a mask. Definitely wear a mask. Wear gloves. Don't touch anything. Now it's like, don't wear gloves. It doesn't really do anything because right. you're just spreading it more. Just wash your hands. I don't know. I think it's real. I just don't think it's as hyped up as what they're no, making I think I think it's a, re- a real thing. There's just something more to it, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, you know what I'm saying? And yep. it might be, you know, there's the... I don't side with the uh, all, uh, the ultra-aggressive conservative folks sure. yeah. very often. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of them who are saying, listen, the media is controlled by a lot of, of the left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and they're trying to make Trump look horrible. Yeah. I mean, so. And I'm like, stop. He yeah. can do that himself. Yeah, you don't <laughs> just give the man just read his Twitter. Just account. go to his Twitter, and right. you can find plenty that you need. You know, I mean, every time you cut on, like I think it's CNN. They, I mean, they're ripping him apart. They're constantly. ripping him apart. Like every story has something about Trump in a negative light. And I'm not saying I'm a Trump supporter, but I'm like, is that all that you guys talk about? Right. I mean, I'm not a Trump supporter God. or a Trump hater. I just he's a person. And I, I don't care. I just I call it care. as I see it. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like, who are you trying to convince? Because you're never going to convince a MAGA hat. No, 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 no. That Trump is doing anything wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why are you perpetrating this? And you'll never, and, and, and the complete opposite. You vice cannot versa. convince someone who hates Trump with a passion that, that he he's can, done that anything he's, good. And, or that he's capable of ever doing anything And he's good. done good things for our country. He's right. done, every president can leave the presidency saying, I've done something good. Something. Even it, Nixon, yes. the biggest criminal ever, <laughs> who ever sat in the White House, did great he things. Did, did, all of them have positive <laughs> Qualities. Right. They did something good. They did something, something beneficial. Good. <laughs> Every single one of them Every had their single, flaws as well. Right. So anyway. Anyway, I don't want to go down that rabble, politics rabbit hole. Stupid. It just something's not adding up. No, 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 no. But this is the not religious podcast. Uh, oh. We have <laughs> we have uh, a conspiracy episode on the coronavirus, and maybe one day we should do an update on that. We need it's to. still around and we didn't think it was gonna last this <laughs> long. So thought for sure we were gonna give it another two weeks and it was gonna be gone. Right. But it's still around. We may do a follow-up on that. Uh currently we are in a mega church series. So something to take your mind off of this pandemic that's going on. Um, this is part three of our mega church series. This one is also kind of close to our side of the states. Uh, this place we visited twice. I've visited twice. I don't know if you've been there more than Yeah, I've been that. there. So you've been there a few times, haven't you? Yeah. So probably five times. Okay. Yeah. We've stepped foot inside of this place. Yeah. So what I've what my brother lives mm-hmm. literally ten minutes away from the church. This is his church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said he calls Furtick Pastor Stephen. Furtick and them. Right. Yeah. You know, so this is his church. So whenever we go up and visit, 
you know, I we we sometimes go to elevation. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. Uh before we get into that, let's see what's going on in the news currently. So I'm going to change something for the news today. You I'm change let, it. I'm going to let you pick which story we do. I'm okay. going to give you two stories because these were really hard to choose from. I have not read them. You have not read either mm, one of them. No. I'm going to read you the headlines from both of them and see which one you would want me to do. First headline. Mother finds fake Facebook ad claiming her family died from the coronavirus. Ooh. That's a good one, right? That's a good one. Okay. Here's the next one. <laughs> Couple has real feelings for $7,000 sex robot that saved their marriage. Oh my God. <laughs> what the decisions right now? <laughs> and one of these can get saved for next week. Let's do the Rona since... Do the Rona now. Yeah, since All right, we so tune in next week in- for the... The $7,000 sex robot that saved someone's marriage. Since we opened with some Rona content. (laughs) This is just going to fuel the conspiracy right here. So, yes, mother finds fake Facebook ad claiming her family died from coronavirus. This comes from WISTV.com. Whoa, that's here in South Carolina. That's here in South Carolina. Um, A Facebook ad for a company selling face masks claimed that all but one member of a Los Angeles family died from COVID-19, but the story, which used a real family's photo, isn't true. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Sarah Ansich uh, says that a professional uh, photo of her family that they took for their holiday card eight years ago showed eight years ago eight years ago eight years ago showed up in a Facebook ad for Filter Max face masks. How does that even happen? The ad claimed that she and her entire family had died except for their youngest son after contracting COVID-19 at a church service. So did it use their names and the... No. No, no, Just no, their no. photo. Just the photo. Okay. Yeah, this family died. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you should know from the photo, what I'm looking at right now, one of the kids, this is definitely eight years ago, he's got a faux hawk. He's wearing a white button down with a tie untucked with his jeans and his Converse. Yeah, definitely Definitely eight years years ago. ago. Red flags. Red flag. Red flag. Quote, who would have have the audacity to clearly not know a family and type that they had died? Um, Ansich said, uh, it's on the forefront of everybody's mind in the news and everything uh, and how quickly it is taking lives. It could so, so clearly be true to people. She's right. Yeah, I mean, People she's fell right. for it. Yeah. yeah. Filter Max also claimed in the ad that she fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, We're he dead. fell for it too. We're dead. Who knew? It's like Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Filter Max also claimed in the ad that it's the most efficient respirator on the market and is approved by the Food and Drug Administration. But the FDA says it. That's not true. Not true. <laughs> the ad features video of a teenager falsely presented as the surviving member of the Ansich family. Oh my gosh. Quote, I am curious about the boy in the video, too. Where is he in this? Does he even know that this is out there? <laughs> Over several days, Ansich is... Uh, is he in the picture? No, he's not in the picture. It's just like <laughs> him as a teenager. It's I like, wasn't there. I was the only one that lived. Of My whole family's dead. Um, I'm the outcast. They didn't put me in the yeah. picture. <laughs> they didn't buy me a mask. <laughs> I was the only one that didn't get a mask. Yeah. 
Over several days, Antsich was flooded with Facebook messages uh, from concerned family and friends who wanted to make sure that the story wasn't true. Are you dead? Are you, hey, you dead? Antsich said that she tried reporting the video to Facebook, but it kept popping up in her feed. She says that she hasn't posted the photo on social media in years, but a reverse image search on Google reveals the photo is on several Pinterest boards for examples of family photos. Ooh. Right? Shouldn't you get, like, royalties? I think you would think. Copyright uh, infringement? I would I would TM that thing real quick. Definitely. Um, it was upsetting. It's violating, she said. I don't know how I would have how I could have prevented this or I would have. Facebook don't has, die, lady. Yeah, just don't die. Give all your kids Facebook. <laughs> just kidding. Don't do that. It doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Or it doesn't. Um, or does it? Facebook has since pulled the ad of which there are several versions. The company said in order to crack down on businesses taking advantage of fear during the coronavirus pandemic, it has banned all ads having to do with hand sanitizer, face masks, wipes, and COVID-19 tests. They definitely are going to sue that Big time. Company. Oh, yeah. So you can buy all the masks you want. Now. See you later, filter mask. You're done. You're done. Yeah. That's a good one. That was a good story. That was a good That's one. A good story. But next week, <laughs> next week is going to be a thruple with a sex robot. The touching tale of a saved marriage <laughs> thanks to modern technology. Anyway, uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a second. This episode of the Not Religious Podcast is brought to you by Sumter Pest Management. This company is owned by my friend Gary West, and I'm really excited to tell you guys about this company because I have personally worked with Gary in the past, and I can tell you from experience, he's a very hardworking, honest, and solid dude all around. He offers general pest control, mosquito reduction, bed bug elimination, fire ant, and termite control. I want to highlight the general pest control for just a minute. It's really cool. So it's like a quarterly pest control program where he'll come out and sweep down spider webs, um, you know, treat the interior and exterior of your home, you know, just for those occasional invader type insects. It's really cool. If you have any issues between treatments, you can just call Gary. He'll come back out and retreat the house for the issue at no extra charge for you. Super solid. Have you heard of anyone else doing that? I don't think so. If you mentioned that you heard this ad to Gary, uh, that you heard it on the podcast, you can get $10 off the general pest service and you can get it for $75. Go find him on Facebook, on Instagram, all that stuff. Visit his website, sumterpest.com, or just give him a call at 803-316-5500. That's Sumter Pest Management for all your pest control needs. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, whenever we do get our Patreon with the bonus episodes, episodes with the bonus content, it's going to be quality. It's going to be good stuff. It's going to be quality. That was funny. All right. <laughs> All right. Um so this week, uh, part three of this mega church series, we're talking all about Elevation Church. Furtick and them. You know all about Furtick and them. You know who Stephen Furtick is. You know who, who Elevation Worship is. If you are involved with playing worship music at your church, you have played a song. You have played an Elevation song, I guarantee you. And there are... Well, I don't know. Mm, yeah, okay. We shouldn't say yeah. all churches. There are probably some places that are that stuck. only do <laughs> Chris Tomlin. Right, oh uh, yeah. And they think that's progressive. It is. There's an electric guitar. <laughs> yeah. And electric drums. Electric drums. Don't you like electric drums, Blake? Isn't that so much better than the real thing? 
Isn't electric drums just so much cooler, better, and just more useful than an acoustic drum set? You've been holding that in for a while. I had to get it out sometime. It was going to kill me. Um, yes, so we are talking all about Elevation Church today. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I want to stress that just because we're talking about these churches doesn't mean we're going to crap all over them every single time. As you saw with New Spring, New Spring had some bad moments there. But in general, I think uh, Perry Noble is a decent guy. Yeah, at the end um, of the day. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of positive things to say about Lakewood. No. But they're doing a blood drive. <laughs> good for them. For the coronavirus. Because corona. so, it sucks your blood. They're doing something. So that's good. But yeah, we'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly with Elevation today. Um, thoughts before we get into it. What are your, what are your thoughts? Or, or, or let me ask you that. What was your initial thought the first time you ever visited Elevation? I loved it. Was that whenever yeah. we all went we all a big went. group? Okay. Now, a couple of the people we went with did not like it. They didn't it care for it. Right. Because, of, well, they had a newborn child. Yeah. So that was probably a bit... Uh, much for them because it's very loud. Oh yeah, it's like going very to a loud. concert, and it's very well. And I'm gonna use the word produced. It's well produced. Oh, yeah, lights are on point. The lights, music is perfect. Music cameras yep. are you know swooping around, and um, I, I would say elevation was ahead of the curve, the Corona curve, because they sure. they had the video technology yeah. in place already. Because a lot of people not only did they stream their service to other campuses, yeah. A lot of people watch it online. I really enjoyed it because um, I felt like it was genuine. Yeah. I thought the people were genuine. I thought there wasn't much of a Messiah uh, feel to it. Yeah. Like, you know, they weren't like, oh, my God, is Stephen Furtick. You know, yeah. it's like people were like, hey, welcome. You know, this is. Yeah you know, who are you? Where are you from? And, you know, it, I, I liked it. Yeah. I, I liked it. I've liked it every time I've been, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. I think Furtick is a, a tremendous, tremendous communicator. Yeah. I feel like he, he's one of the best. Yeah. One of the best out there. Uh, the music is great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the only negatives I have about it is just crap I've read or heard. Sure. So what, what I, the, the main positive to me mm-hmm. is how involved they are in their community. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. That we've, to we've got me a long list of their outreach is key. Yep. Key. Be, and, and we went to elevation coming off the tales of leaving, uh, a church. Yeah. And their ties, that church's ties weren't really in the community. They weren't very sewn into the community. Mm-hmm. So when I saw and read and learned about what elevation was doing throughout the community, it, it, it was, it was refreshing. Yeah. Big time. You know, because the, the church we were at, they'll say that they were, I don't know where they're at now, but at the time, I can only speak from when I was there. Yeah. Very, they would say they were very community oriented, but I would beg to differ. Yeah. I I wouldn't think so. Not on the scale of what I thought they should be. I would, I would say that they were what they considered outreach. Wasn't technically 
outreach. Yeah. It's I, not really outreach if now you're doing people it. People benefited from things, sure. you know, definitely. And they had great things, great programs set in place to yeah. help people in the community, but their presence in the community other than the name wasn't yeah. very not. And I, you know, I can pair it to the church I'm at now and yeah. it's night and day. Night and day. Total, yeah, um, total difference. But going to elevation and, and hearing what they were doing because they they make it known like hey listen we're going and i think we went right before school started and they were yeah. doing they were going to get school supplies for like 30 schools in the area yep like all the school supplies for all the kids mm-hmm. that to me i'm like oh my gosh that's impactful yeah and, and what but, they were doing yeah. for the homeless community i mean it was just kind of like oh wait a minute this is different yeah so my first thought whenever we went there is this place isn't as big as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and it's really not. Once you get in there and you get settled in and you look around, like, I don't know, I guess in my mind, the the thing that I thought of when I thought of mega church, I thought about Lakewood and I knew that that was the biggest one in the country. And I was like, I didn't even know we had something that would hold this many people around here. Right. Uh, and then I thought uh, the event that we would go to every year that was, you know, housed in a uh, basketball arena. Right. And so I'm thinking that's what the church is going to. And it wasn't. No. It was like half the size of that. I wouldn't say maybe a quarter of right. the size. It, it wasn't it wasn't anything to compare it to. And right. I was like, this place really isn't as big as what right. I thought. And so my initial thought was a mega church, you probably just no one knows who you are. Right. How can they? There's too many people. How does Stephen Furtick know who I am? Right. There's too many people. There's no way he can keep up with all that. He's and, not gonna get involved in my personal life. And you're coming out of a uh situation your whole life. You, the pastor knew your name. Yeah. Knew your family. Yeah. And that's what you're used to. Yeah. So I, I didn't see the point of a mega church, really. I was like, well, I don't get it. It works for some people. That's cool. So we visited it and I was like, this is well done. <laughs> well this done. This is well done. Well, well done. done. Hey, free t-shirt. I'll take it. I'll take a shirt. I'll take a coffee mug. I'll take some stickers, whatever. Um, via the, the cool VIP parking deal. Yeah, that's You neat. know, like for first time visitors, that was cool. Yeah, and you know, you see that now in smaller churches. Yeah, you know, picking up from uh, yeah from they, them, and that's, they really are trendsetters. Oh yeah, they've the been very world. influential mm-hmm. to. It, it's like, and maybe that's why there's a lot of churches that want to try to do it as close to elevation as possible because they're not on they're not quite on the level of Hillsong, where you have it's like a global church and you're not on the level of Lakewood. You know, but it's still considered a mega church, still very influential. The worship team is uh, very popular. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and, and you feel like, well, we, we can't quite do it like Hillsong does it, but we can do it pretty close to what Elevation does. Right. So that, that's cool. And that's good. I think that encourages churches mm-hmm. to broaden their horizons a little bit. Yeah. I, I think they were one of the first ones to stand in the parking lot with signs yeah. and, and, you know, honk welcome, your honk, first time. right. Yeah. And do the VIP parking and all that stuff. They, they started that. And I think, um, 
there there are churches who are implementing that now in the last like year or so mm-hmm. you know, all over the country. Yeah. But I mean, Elevation's been doing that for years. For years. Yeah. For years. Absolutely. Well, let's get into it. Uh, so Elevation Church is a Southern Baptist multi-site church pastored by Stephen Furtick based in Matthews, North Carolina. Elevation currently has 17 locations wow, with nine in the Charlotte area as well as locations in Raleigh, North Carolina, Roanoke, Virginia, Melbourne, uh, Florida, gr- the greater Toronto area, and Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, from 2007 through 2010, Elevation was consistently cited by Outreach Magazine as one of the top 100 fastest-growing churches in the United States. It has been described as a pop-culture-friendly church with an orthodox Christian message. There you go. And I think I think all of that is true. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. It's it's appealing to a lot of people that may have never gone to church before. Um yeah, I, and it's a good mix cuz Furtick is up there wearing Jordans and oh, yeah. you know, he's featured on pastors uh what's uh, that? Uh, preachers and preachers sneakers, and sneakers that's it. Yeah, he's on there a lot. He's on there a lot. <laughs> like he's he's dressed hip and yeah. you know, but he's he he preaches an old school mm-hmm. message yeah. that old Southern, you know, with excitement and, yeah. and vinegar. And, you know, I mean, it's very you feel like you're getting the best of both worlds in a lot of cases. Yeah. Doesn't work for everyone. Right. To the majority of the world, it works. Right. Um, so the church began as a church plant of the Baptist state convention of North Carolina with Stephen Furtick and seven other families from Christ Covenant Church in Shelby, North Carolina, relocated to Matthews, meeting in Providence High School. Uh, on February 5th, 2006, was the first Sunday worship service service with, Thurveth. Thurveth, <laughs> with 121 people attending. By 2013, the church's regular attendance had grown to nearly 15,000 people weekly. Yeah, now they have services like all week. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they don't just do Saturday night, which the the times that I've gone has been Saturday. a Saturday night service. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have services Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. even during the week. They have you know Monday services, Wednesday service, and like regular packed, church services. It yeah. was packed on a Saturday night, so mm-hmm. I can't imagine what a Sunday morning looks like in there. Yeah, I'm sure it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So we just talked about the outreach that they do mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and uh, as far as outreach goes, elevation has always been commendable with that. We've, we've touched on that briefly and I'll just give you some examples of their outreach that they do uh, since 2006. So right, right away when they got started, elevation church has given more than $10 million Gosh. given $10 million in 2011, a partnership with Charlotte mayor, Anthony Fox was established to give a hundred thousand hours and $750,000 to serve Charlotte people in the orange initiative. Have you ever heard of the orange yeah. initiative? Um, in 2012, the church completed the orange initiative with over 102,000 hours served. That's insane. I know. In 2008, Elevation Church gave out $40,000 to members in envelopes filled with fives, twenties, and even $1,000 and told them, just go spend it kindly. Just do something for somebody. Wow. Just totally at random. Here's some money. Do something nice for someone. Tell them about Jesus. Wow. That's cool. 
That's insane. I, I'll give them that. That is really, really cool. Since ten, uh, 2010, Elevation Church has hosted a week-long outreach called Love Week. Have you yeah. ever heard of Love Week? Yes. I want one um, of those shirts. Anyway. <laughs> you want one of the Love Week shirts? We were there during a Love Week. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Cool. It was really cool, man. Okay. So uh, describe a little bit of that. What do, what do they... So it, they go out in the community. Mm-hmm. And, and so the year we... I can't remember what year it was, but we were there like at the culmination of Love Week. So it was a Sunday or a Saturday service. I can't remember, but they yeah. had just finished Love Week. So they were given the reports of everything mm-hmm. that the church did, which was just insane to me. Yeah. The things that they would do. It wasn't like your typical, like, oh, once a quarter, go to the soup kitchen and yeah. hand out soup. You know, it wasn't like it was like thousands of people out in the community just yeah. being Jesus. Just, yeah. He, and it, it was really the best way to describe it. it. And that's, that's how they, yeah, it was just, it. it was, I don't know, just hearing all of the reports of things that they would do. Yeah. It's just insane to me. Yeah. Completely insane to me. Yeah. You know, in the good way, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, like this is, this it's is very, insane. It's very it is very insane, yeah. to, you know. Yeah. So during uh, the church's 2010 Love Week, for example, Elevation members packed more than 10,000 sandwiches for the homeless, helped single mothers, uh, single mothers get their cars serviced. They donated blood. They cleaned up parks and streets. They built a soccer field for local ministries, and they renovated some buildings. Uh, in 2011, Elevation and over 25 other local churches. That's cool. Yeah. That they get involved with. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that is cool. I think that's how it should be done. In 2011, Elevation and over 25 other local churches served more than 34,000 hours in a single week. In 2012, Elevation partnered with 31 other churches to serve 62 outreach organizations for a total of 50,340 hours around the city of Charlotte. Elevation also partnered with Presbyterian Hospital Matthews to help fund in enhancements and expansion at a local free clinic. And that, so the whole free clinic thing? Yeah. I mean, church world don't like free clinics. They don't like free anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have mainly, let's let's be honest, okay? So white Southern evangelicals yeah. do not want... A free clinic. Mm-mm. No. Because you're going to get treatment for maybe abortion. Yeah. You're going to get methadone maybe for your drug. You right. know you know what I'm saying? So it does not fit that conservative mind frame. So for them to do that is like a huge yeah. statement, you know? Yeah. So in 2012, Elevation Church launched an initiative calling for members uh, to mentoring a child for the 2013, 2012 to 2013 school year with over 1,600 responding. The school outreach program, though, was criticized by local LGBTQ media. Mm. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to get into a few more things about Elevation, and then we will come back to that story with some of our controversies. Okay. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Blake. And this is Brian. And we want to take a second to tell you about one of our fine sponsors of the podcast. That is Faith Attire. Faith Attire. That's right. Finding answers in the heart. If you go to faithattire.co right now and browse their catalog, you're going to see something that you love. I guarantee it. That's Brian, right. What's the promo code that people can use today? If you use the promo code NRP116, NRP116, you'll get 15% off any of their goods. Sweet. Check them out, guys. Okay. All right. So before we get to the controversy surrounding the church, we have to talk about Elevation Worship because they've been very influential to worship teams across the globe. Yes, definitely. Um, I have to admit I've never been a huge fan of Elevation Worship. Okay. A few years ago, if you asked me what I thought about Elevation Worship, I would tell you that all of their songs sound exactly the same. And all of their songs, they do not have any upbeat songs. I swore by that. I was like, show me one. Mm. And nobody could show me. Mm -hmm. Now, I've discovered some since then. But at the time, I was like, all their songs sound the same, and they're all very depressing. And that's why I don't (laughs) like them. (laughs) I was like, they don't have any upbeat songs. What are you going to do? How do you open the service up? You know? So I have since changed my mind about that. They're still not my favorite. I like them a lot better, though. Yeah. So. You don't like the guy with the funny hair. Chris Brown can just go home. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the band leads worship uh, in weekend church services, as well as performing concerts and tours around the United States. They have previously toured with other contemporary Christian acts, including Hillsong Worship, our girl Lauren Bagel, (laughs) Bethel Music, and uh, Passion, and uh, among other churches, and churches and worship teams and such. Um, We have seen them at a conference before before they ever yeah. I, I guess they were starting to gain some traction mm-hmm. um but i didn't really know who elevation was at the time yeah. that i saw them but they were good yeah so the band uh released four independent albums prior prior to signing with essential records the sound was released in 2007 under the name elevation church live they weren't even elevation worship yet uh, we are alive in 2008, God with us in 2009, and Kingdom Come in 2010. The band released their debut studio album for the honor under the Essential Records label on November 21st, 2011. It saw chart success on Billboard magazine charts, including number one on Heat Seekers. Ooh, yeah, pretty good. Number 19 on the Christian albums and the Billboard 200 at number one hundred and ninety-three. <laughs> The band's second album under the essential label, Nothing is Wasted, was released on February 19th, 2013. Their third album, Only King Forever, was released on January 14th, 2014, debuting at their highest charting position, number 23 on the Billboard 200. On August 1st, 2014, the band recorded their fourth album, Wake Up the Wonder, live at Time Warner Cable Arena. On July 31st, 2015, they held another live recording at Time Warner Cable Arena for their fifth album, Here Is In Heaven, their first album released on their own label, Elevation Worship Records. Pretty commendable. Not only do you have a successful worship band, you have your own record label. Right. I like that. Yeah. It was released on February 5th, 2016 and peaked number one in Mm. U.S. album charts. Uh, their fifth album, There is a Cloud. <laughs> Do you remember when this came out? Yeah. All the memes surrounding mm-hmm. it. If you don't know, There is a Cloud, the album cover <laughs> is like a desert, and it says There is a Cloud, 
And there are no clouds in the picture. And it was just like the internet just had a heyday with that. (laughs) Uh, My favorite was the album. And it said, there is a cloud. And it's, then it's Dwight Schrute. It says false. False. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there is a cloud was released on March 17th, 2017 after being recorded at elevation. Valentine. Valentine. That is the main one. Mm -hmm. Um, Right in the right, downtown main main right. uh, during the Church Revival Code Orange Revival. After There Is a Cloud, Elevation released their first Spanish album. La <laughs> <laughs> Horas Otra Vez. <laughs> On August 18, 2017. I didn't do too great okay. in Spanish. Uh, on September 28, 2018, Elevation released their 11th live album, Hallelujah, Here Below, which was Hallelujah, nominated, <laughs> Hallelujah, Here Below, which was nominated for the Grammy's 2019 Best Contemporary Christian Album. Ooh. <gasps> yeah. Furtick, like, writes or is giving very credit, involved. right? Yeah. For, like, every song. He is very involved with all of the writing. Well, he was a worship leader. Yeah, he was a worship leader himself in the day. Back in the day. So, um... Like I said, it's changed a little bit for me. I find myself liking a few more Elevation songs now. Um, Echo is really great. I think that's a great upbeat opening song. Um, I'm just not a fan of Chris Brown. And that's okay. It's that thing. It's that thing inside me. You know what it is? Yeah. Where I'm like, I see somebody. I'm like, I don't. Something's off. Something's off. I don't trust that guy. (laughs) Something about him I don't like. I don't trust him. That's my own thing, though. And it could, you know, could be nothing. But it's probably something. But it's probably something. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Just kidding. Anyway. In the evangelical world, Stephen Furtick and his Elevation Church is the ultimate Rorschach test. Uh, how you see him reveals your beliefs about church growth, theology, pastoral accountability, and seeker sensitivity. Mm. For some, Furtick and his 17,000 plus congregation congregation is the paragon of church growth. For others... He's a leadership crisis waiting to happen. Hmm. Some consider him one of the most powerful pastoral voices in the country, and others say he's a heretic. Heretic! Heretic! Certainly, Furtick isn't the first visible church leader to draw this varied, uh, this varied reaction, but right now he's arguably the most famous. So the question is, who is right? And what does the controversy surrounding Furtick say, not, not just about him, but about us? So in 2012, Elevation attempted to commit 1,000 volunteers for school mentoring. Okay. This was called the M1 Initiative. M1. It sounds really like official. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, this raised Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this raised some eyebrows among the LGBTQ plus community, considering Stephen Furtick has described anti-gay Dallas, Texas preacher T.D. Jakes as his most favorite preacher in the entire world. The church made waves in 2009 when it hosted a uh, a guest appearance by outed and disgraced pastor Ted Haggard and his oh, wife yeah. Gail. Do you remember Old that? Haggard. Yep. Old Haggard. The event at which Furtick called homosexuality a sin publicly for the first time spurned some gay members um, who had been attracted to the church's more modern, seemingly inclusive style. Just a little quick note about oh yeah, about old Haggard Ted Haggard. So wait a minute, I wonder if this, I wonder if 
When did okay? So this is after Haggard's thing. Okay, yeah, go yeah. ahead. So just a little quick story about Ted Haggard. If you're not if you're not really sure who he is, Haggard made national uh, made national headlines in November of 2006 when male prostitute and Missoula Missoula Mike Jones alleged that Haggard, who had advocated against the legalization of same sex marriage, had paid him for sex. For three uh, for three years, and had also time. purchased and used crystal meth. Crystal meth. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. Why crystal lot. meth, man? Crystal, like, like straight to the hard, God. the hard one. Why? Uh, after initially denying the allegation, like, come on, take some do, edibles or something. Do some like, coke. Why, why would you? Do, I mean, do, do some coke. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> don't do something that's gonna get you crystal meth. Like what meth out, no teeth. And yeah. <laughs> You're gonna look like just do a couple lines, man. Poor little meth mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little meth. After initially denying the allegations, Haggard claimed he, uh, to have purchased methamphetamine and thrown it away without using it. Because that's what you do with meth. I'm gonna buy it. Now I'll throw it away. I'm gonna throw it away. Uh, Haggard resigned his post at New Life Church and his other leadership roles shortly after the allegations became public. Later, Haggard admitted to having used drugs, participated in some sexual activity with Jones, and engaged in an inappropriate relationship with a young man who attended New Life Church. He had a little heavy petting going on. Whew. So let's back up. Let's back up. Um, the M1 initiative. Mm-hmm. So the LGBTQ plus yes. community had a problem. So I guess their, their problem, problem is so the people at your church think um, they think that it's a sin, so, yeah, and you're sending sin. them into the schools. You're sending them to, into schools. You're being to influential, them. right? And you may be mentoring someone a, who doesn't share your beliefs, right? You may okay. be mentoring a young gay teenager, yeah, yeah, and trying to tell them that they're sinners and they're going to die and burn in hell. Yeah. So the correct way to do that is probably to have the children sign up for the mentoring program. Right. There you go. That's a safe bet. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Haggard, excuse me, I'm going back to Haggard. Oh, Haggard. So an unknown gay individual who claims to be a former attendee said in a blog post that elevation has quote, a problem with privilege and that Fertick quote, leaves LGBTQ people with no answers and no hope, just the sense that something is wrong with them for missing the obvious. Huh. Now, I will say a few of the times that I attended, there were definitely same-sex couples in attendance there. Sure, yeah. So, um, I don't know, maybe they're new or... Could be. They don't know about this stuff or if... But they seemed like they were... It didn't Pretty seem new. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Excuse me. So, yeah, I, I mean, you're going to, this is a common thing, especially these days. It's uh, it's more well-known for people to come out of the closet. It's not something that a lot of people try to hide anymore um, unless you're in a position where something like that getting out would hinder you somehow. You know yeah. what I mean? So people are way more open about it now. Um, and that interfering with the church world happens a lot. Yeah. Um, so it, I don't know. I, there's probably more stories. Th- those are only the few that I could find. That yeah. Really... And I would like to know what Furtick said. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would like to, 
you know, called homosexuality a sin yeah. publicly for the first time. And that well, was what, in 2009. Right. What so did he say? where are we at now? Right. And, yeah. And I'm not defending Furtick. I'm just, we're, we're dealing with we're broad strokes of things. Sure. Here, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, in 2013, Furtick and his wife built a large house, which was 8,400 square feet. Holy crap. Yes. Man. On 19 acres of land in Waxhaw, North Carolina, a suburb of Charlotte. The house and land are valued at just under $1.8 million. And Furtick has stated that his home was paid for with money from his book sales and publisher advances rather than his salary from Elevation Church. Yeah. All right. So where where do you sit on this? It's a very common answer for a lot of pastors, megachurch pastors. Hey, you bought something real expensive. Where'd you get that money? Is that my money that I've been giving to the church? No, that's from my book sales. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Here, here's where I have a problem. And, and I don't know. I look at rich people. Yeah. And why do you, why do you need 16,000 square feet? That's you my know, thing. You know what I'm saying? Why do you need it? I don't If you had a, even a 4,000 square foot, 4,500 square foot house, that's a huge house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can, you, you can really make that place nice. Yeah. If you do want to use your money, from your book sales or whatever to bless your family. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Do it. But yeah. that's, that's huge, man. Yeah. That's, that's excessive to me. Yeah. It, it's just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Now I know they have like three kids and they're younger, but you know, again, you could get the same, you could have a 4,000 square foot house. Yeah. And live, you can get, I wouldn't even have a problem with a 5,000 square foot house. Yeah. If you're a million, you know, you're made, he's a millionaire. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, from his books and royalties from music and everything like that outside of his church pay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he's got millions of dollars Yeah, and I, I'm okay with a 5,000 square foot lakefront property. You got three or four kids. I, I'm okay with that because it's still excessive, but it's not like gaudy excess, excessive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I think that's just tacky excessive. Yeah. Excessive. How do you know how old his kids are? They're younger. They're like Avery's age. Okay. So they're not teenagers yet. No. Okay. Here's my concern. I know this is not the case with everyone. I know this definitely could go a totally different way, and I hope it does. But you know the stigma with preacher's kids. Yeah. Throw in a mansion. Yeah, definitely. To the preacher kid mentality as it is. Now you're a rich preacher's kid. Yeah. So you're doomed. Yeah. Alec, uh, more than Avery. So, but I, I mean, Avery was raised in the church. Yeah. You know, she was, uh, for the most part, born into me being a staff member at a church. Yeah. A, a minister or a preacher. Um, but with Alec, I was very. Uh, intentional, yeah, with not letting him have that preacher kid stigma put yeah. to him. I wanted him to be the hardest working kid mm-hmm. at the church. I wanted him to be the most humble kid at the church. Yeah, and um, not because of what I did, but because of who who he is. 
yeah. that really came out in him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It could have went very wrong. Yeah. I still want to do an episode on preacher's kids. Yeah, definitely. But I want to interview someone who was a preacher's kid. Yeah. I just don't feel like I can pull out enough information to make a whole episode. Yeah, no. So if you are a preacher's kid and you have experienced a rebellious lifestyle and then made your way back in or something, I mean, reach out. Or if you you haven't made your way back in. Or if if you're still living in sin, (laughs) come talk to us. So the church has refused to answer questions about Fertig's salary, his tax-free housing allowance, how much money he makes from books and speaking fees, um, with Elevation only saying that Fertig is generous to the church with the money he receives from writing books, arranges for the church to purchase his books directly from the publishers at the author's discount, and keep the money from sales, mm. and that the publisher says the uh, that the publisher pays the church to produce marketing materials to promote Fertig's books. That's cool. So Elevation has confirmed that Fertig's salary is set by a board of overseers composed of other megachurch pastors who vote on his salary based on a compensation study conducted by an outside firm and that Fertig does not vote on his own salary. And that's awesome. That's good. He Basically, what he's getting... Yeah, I mean, (laughs) he's getting... He's getting fair market value for what he brings to the table. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. We live in a society that supports that. Sure. This is what I bring to the table. This is, you know, where I'm at on the level of my peers. Yeah. Pay me accordingly. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm all right with that. Don't go buy a 8,000 square foot house. Yeah. I, I... I see a problem with. I'm okay with you wearing three hundred dollar pair of Jordans, dude. Go I'm for a, go I'm for okay the sneakers. With that. I would do that if I had if I had the money. Do you know the things I would buy if I had the money? But again, it goes to <laughs> you know a pastor should live a life of poverty or ministry. Or <laughs> don't draw attention to yourself I, and to I, an extent. I to can, an extent, I, I, I agree get it. with that. But it, you're not paying a thousand dollars for a pair of sneakers. Go get a three hundred dollar pair of sneakers. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Go buy a five thousand dollar house. Drive a Range Rover. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Don't go buy a Lamborghini <laughs> because you're trying to cover up the fact that you're cheating on your wife. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Don't buy a Lamborghini. Don't buy a, a well sixteen thousand square foot house total. Yeah. So that means there's some uh, gym space, probably some rec space. Sure. Something he's you probably know. got a studio up in that thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's a bit much. Yeah, I don't, it's, I don't, it's a, it's a I don't, I'm not on board with that. Yeah, um, of course but, I don't have that, so I, we don't have that, so we can talk about it all right. day long. Right, but right, that's right. just us. Uh, in response to the news report before his sermon on the weekend of October 27th, 2013, Fertig addressed the congregation directly, saying he was sorry if the house and surrounding questions caused them to have a diff, have difficult conversations with coworkers, friends, and neighbors. However, he defended the building of the house, calling it a gift from God. Of course. Yeah, that's that's what you have to do. That's a that's, that's like definitely a, a gift. Unwritten rule. Anytime you buy something expensive, it's just Diff- a gift from God. It's a blessing. It's just I'm being blessed. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from the money spending, here's something else I'm really interested to get your uh opinion on. So Elevation has also been criticized over its practice of selecting volunteers who wish to be baptized to do so during so-called spontaneous baptism services. During these services, 
which usually take place during normally scheduled weekend services, the volunteers are asked to sit in a prominent uh, to sit in prominent areas and instructed to respond immediately to Fertix calls for volunteers to be baptized with the intent of inspiring genuine spontaneous spontaneous baptism. Okay, so with that, I I've read a lot about that. Yeah. And people who were involved in it. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were planted there. Yeah. Like, hey man, here's what I need you to do. I need yeah. you to sit there and when I ask you to be baptized, come on up and yeah. be baptized. And that way other people will be baptized. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't like that. It was people shared an interest in being baptized. Yeah. Okay. So weeks earlier, they were like, I would like to be baptized. They sat down and met with the campus pastor yeah. on what the baptism process means and all of that. So what they did do, the seating portion of it was we we know that we already know that you're you're being baptized. Yeah. We want you in positions where you can make your way quickly to to the baptismal to be baptized. Yeah. So they were put in specific seats based on logistics. Yeah. Now, all that was done, everything is done to hopefully help influence or make someone else feel comfortable enough yeah. to take that step. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I did have a problem with it when I first read it because it yeah. makes it sound like yeah, yeah. these people are just, you know. Like they're faking it. Right. Like it's all a show. and Yeah. But that's not what it what it was. It, it was logis- logistically done yeah. in a way. Yeah, you want to encourage others. To encourage you. others. Sure. That, that's great because someone might be having be on the fence about it and not yeah. wanting to do it because they're an introvert or yeah. they don't feel comfortable. But you see other people doing it, you're like, man, this is this is it. You know, yeah. I'm I'm actually going to do this. Not peer pressure. Yeah, but peer allowance. So. What now? What we have witnessed, what we have witnessed, we have seen this happen, is people going to their members, certain people of the congregation, and being like, "Hey, I'm going to say this at this point. I need you to respond this way. I need you to jump up. Yes, directed respond. Respond. Yes, and I've been a part of at it. Yeah. Okay." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, uh, it, it happens. It ha- Oh yeah, it happens. I think this, the spontaneous baptism is not like, uh, when I first read it, I thought they were talking about like baptism of the Holy spirit. Okay. When I first read that, mm-hmm. I reread it and I was like, they mean like literal baptism, water right. baptisms. Right. Um, but I now, thought I will like, say, like, it- I'm sorry, get up and speak in tongues and all that stuff and mm-hmm. just, you know. What I have been a part of and been directed to do was in response to object lessons. Yeah. And the goal of it is to uh, garner a certain response or reaction out of the rest of the congregation yeah. as a leader. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to be fair with that because I, I don't want to misrepresent something. Yeah. But yes, I have been, and I have seen um, people, you know, who are about to speak or whatever, 
direct other people to respond in a certain way or yeah. to really worship. We need you really to worship tonight, mm-hmm. you know, or today. And we need you to do this. Or we need you. I, I, yeah, I've yeah, definitely. I, that happens. Yeah, that happens. Um, the hardest problem to overlook is how central God's vision to Pastor Stephen is in Elevation Church's D Elevation I've Church's heard DNA. A lot about this, and I just don't know. I don't know. I don't go there enough. I guess. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, in a coloring book made for Elevation Church's Sunday School Ministry, there is a page that says, "Quote: Elevation Church is built on the vision God gave Pastor Stephen. We will protect our unity in supporting his vision." Now, there's a pit. Do you see the picture right? Yeah, now? I do. Uh, the little cartoon Stephen Furtick. Mm-hmm. So, and it says, we are united under the visionary. So, yeah. I mean, it's a little, I don't know. No, it's cre- it's definitely creepy. It's a little strange. Uh, I think it puts a it little. It says, everyone must submit themselves to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has, um, I can't read that word. Oh, it's scripture. Which God has established. It's in Romans, I think. Uh, the, authority. the authorities that exist have been established by God. Yeah, Romans, whatever that says. I can't yeah. read it. So it's it's a it's a little strange, and I'll yeah. post this picture later. But and 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 again, I'm 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 going to be fair. I'm not defending Furtick here. Yeah, we don't know if this was put out with his knowledge. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't know the direction behind this mm-hmm. or anything like that. I will say that. That should not be done. <laughs> it's it's just right. So it in to me when I first see, let's say, it's creepy, man. Well, let's say I'm coming off of faulty. Yeah. So let's say I'm leaving. I'm coming off of leaving a church. Bad experience leaving a church. Thought I was kind of culty. If my kid comes home with this coloring pay or this page they colored in, you yeah. know, Sunday school that? that day, huh? And, and right, I and I read, read that, that, yeah, with him drawn into the coloring book, yeah. I don't know it. To no, me, it makes me feel uneasy because I'm like, worthy, are, are we all right? Are we worshiping God or are we worshiping this guy? Right. You know. And, and again, I want to be fair. We don't know if we don't can approve this, right? If he didn't approve it, I guarantee he approves what goes out now. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm if saying? Anything, if anything, he's this made that yeah, correction. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can, and, and I'm just speaking here. I can easily see a department head who is over the moon about elevation and Furtick and his vision, and and a very ambitious department head commissioned this and handed out for the kids to do without, yeah, getting the necessary approval. Yeah, I cannot see Furtick saying. I want cool this out. That. I just can't. Yeah. Uh, and I don't I, know him personally. I don't, but I I know he runs a tight ship. Yeah. And I think he's very, very in touch with how he represents himself. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see him saying, no, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> you put, know put what I'm saying? It. Yeah. Put me in there. Yeah. I don't know. I And I could be very, very wrong, but another... You know, never mind all that. This went out, and it is very cringeworthy. It's it's weird. For those with a deep-seated conviction about pastoral authority and not undercutting the Lord's anointed, perhaps Mm. even this isn't problematic. But considering the cautionary tale, after cautionary tale, 
after cautionary tale, we've heard from megachurch pastors who've, whose fame led to their downfall, uh, Furtick centering himself as the unassailable visionary for the church is concerning. Yeah, and um, look, we we don't know what the checks and balances are there. Yeah. You know, if you have a pastor who's uh, operating autonomously and has zero checks and balances, mm-hmm. doesn't have, doesn't answer to anyone yeah. locally or right there in the church, if you're not answering to your people yeah, to an extent, um, there's a problem. Yeah. There's, you know, there's, so I don't, I would be curious to know what his checks and balances are. Yeah. This is what makes Furtick and Elevation Church the perfect Rorschach test. Rorschach. Rorschach. Furtick is a phenomenal communicator. And a bendigo. And a, and a, ben, and a billigo. <laughs> <laughs> Furtick is a phenomenal communicator who has reached millions with a message of hope. His church has partially bridged the obstacle of racial hegemony and is encouraging an unchurched culture successfully. And yet, many can't shake the warning signs that something isn't quite right with the church, with the leadership, and with the culture. But like all Rorschach tests, it's subjective. subjective. Yeah. Everyone sees something a little different. And with churches, it usually takes years to tell who was right. Yeah. So, who knows, man? Ten yeah. years down the road, elevation may fall apart. Something may come out, and it's just... And I've seen, I've seen some very critical. Maybe another Mars Hill. Oh God. Can't wait to get to Mars Hill. We'll get to Mars Hill. There's been some ex staffers, ex interns who are like homeboy is very Hitler esque. Yeah. Um, he's very militant and like you have to stand when he walks in the room and you know, some other things. Um, I don't know how valid that stuff is. Um, because there's only a few people who have spoke out. Yeah, yeah. And when it's I say a few, three yeah. that I could find about his personality and the way he runs things, it yeah. being very uh, egocentrical and mm-hmm. all that, <clears throat> I would think there would be more. Yeah. You know? If that was true. For, for be, as long as they've been in, yeah. you know, what they're doing, there would, I think there would be more. Yeah. I think maybe those people might have an ax to grind and could be, you know, and that's the, that's the problem. Cherry picking what they want. And it's the problem with the internet. You know, they may have gotten pissed off by something that happened at elevation church. Maybe one person who knows, maybe Furtick was in the same room with them and he just made a comment that didn't sit well with them, but they took it the wrong way. And then they, then they're like, Oh, He's a dick. Yeah. You know, and it could, it could be that it, people run with that stuff all the time. Yeah. Before I, they know the, the facts. I, and like I said before, I'm not trying to defend elevation. I'm not trying to defend yeah. Furtick. I approach everything like this. Like, let's be fair. I mean, geez, you just saw it with when we were talking about what I was, you know, yeah, yeah. what I've been, I, let's be fair. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want people to draw conclusions based off of what we say and interpret what we're saying um, one way or the other. I want to be fair. I want to say, you know, let's give the benefit of the, of the doubt Mm -hmm. first. Yeah. And and then let the facts fall where they may. Yeah. I like facts. Facts are good. I like speaking on facts. Facts are good. Yes. Fact check. It's like when, and listen, when anyone asks me about my previous ministry. I, I have no problem answering yeah. questions. I will not be, I will only speak factually. Yeah. I will not give my opinion. I will not give, you know, um, 
an emotional response, I will speak factually. Yeah. And if those facts shine in a good light, good. If they shine in a bad light, good. Yeah. You know, I will only speak factually. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. And I, I and I, I commend I'm, you for I'm that. I'm very you, intentional. Oh, with you that. are. Yeah. I can I can back you up on that 100. percent Um. So. How is Elevation handling the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, how of are course, they? they're going to online services. They were already set up for they, it. But they were, they were well prepared for that before yeah. this thing ever happened. <gasps> maybe um, they knew. They knew something. Maybe they, maybe they started it. Maybe, oh. they're, maybe they infected everyone. Just kidding. Um, so they have a separate, uh, as far as outreach goes, they're still at it. They're doing, they're doing great with their outreach. Um, in fact, they have a totally separate Instagram page just for their outreach. Uh, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so according to this Instagram post, uh, they are celebrating that over 55,000 pounds of food was packed into 19,987 meals and was given to 524 families um, for people in Raleigh. Wow, that's North insane. Man. So that's great, man. That's awesome. People are stuck at home. They can't go anywhere right now. Yeah. Let's give them some food. I don't, I don't know how I feel about the... I don't know. About what? What do you you got? I don't know how I feel about the Elevation Outreach Instagram page. Oh, it being a separate page? I don't mind it being a separate page. I don't don't know if I'm fond of them. We're celebrating and telling people what they did. I I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can see that. I don't know if I'm Um, okay with that. So, yeah, I mean, at one point, at what point is it showboating and at what point is it just letting people know what you did? Yeah, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. I think, I don't know, maybe on your website, yeah, have a link to results yeah. of what you're doing so people yeah. can be informed. But I think the Elevation outreach Instagram page should give updates on where the outreach is, how uh, people can get involved yeah. and it things has like that. that. You know, I'm sure it does. Have it does. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I like the, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, tell us what you think about it. What do you Listener, think? Why don't you send us a message and let us know your thoughts about elevation, having a totally separate Instagram page just for their outreach. I'm okay with that. Just not the whole, the showboating. Yeah. Yeah. Is it showboating? I don't know. I feel it is. funny about that. I feel it is. But anyway. anyway. So there you have it. Elevation Church, part three. Part four is coming up next week. Don't know what we're doing yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Maybe we'll do Mars Hill since we Let's brought do Mars Hill. Let's do Mars Hill. That's a good one. That's a very good one. You talk Man. about the ugly. Oof. Yeah, this one. This one's bad. This one's so bad. It's not even a church anymore. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We're going to have to do some bad Christian research definitely, big time. Definitely. Just a little brief uh, heads up. The guys from Bad Christian Podcast used to work at Mars Hill. Yeah. Both of them did. Toby and Matt Carter did yeah. work there. So they knew firsthand. And a lot of their episodes on Bad Christian, they talk about Mars Hill. So right. do some research on that. But yeah, that was Elevation. Um, if you're around the Charlotte area, go check them out. Check them out. See what you think See for yourself. You think. Yeah, Let us know. Um, and apparently in Canada, in Toronto, of all the places, of all the places, yeah, those Canadians, Canadians, man. Um, all right, well, we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a minute and we'll listen to some jams. 
What's up, everyone in podcast land? This is Brian. And I'm Blake. And we are from the Not Religious Podcast, here to talk to you about one of our sponsors, PillarofHopeApparel.com. All right, Brian, they got some shirts, they got some hats, they got phone cases, whatever you need. It's awesome. And if you go right now and go to your cart, fill it up, put in the promo code NRP116, you'll get 10% off your order. Jeez, 10%. 10%. That's PillarofHopeApparel.com. Promo code NRP116. Check them out. And now we're back. Heavy metal. Heavy metal jams. We do have heavy metal jams. Uh, Brian, what is your song for Mine this week? Mine is definitely not heavy metal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's punk. They were, they were once a lot heavier than what yeah. they are now. But... They redid a Taylor Swift song. Ooh, yeah. And it's so, I like it. I love yeah. this version of it. It's very good. Yeah, we came as Romans mm-hmm. is who we're talking about. Yeah, this uh, this is the their cover of the uh, hit Taylor Swift song, I Knew You Were Trouble. Once upon a time, a few mistakes ago, I was in your sights. You got me alone. You found me. You found me. You found me. I guess you didn't care, and I guess I like that. And when I fell hard, you took a step back without me, without me, without me. We were allowed to rock out like that. Uh, like at a uh, church. Why are we not allowed to? Are we I not? headbang all the I time. I don't know. I yeah. headbang all the time. You do. I don't think I can. It's just in me. I don't think they're ready. Make them ready. Oh, do it. They don't have That's a funny. choice. You brought up uh, <laughs> the Easter service we just did. Yeah. They videoed it, and there's a portion where you and I are like <laughs> perfectly, perfectly with in each sync, other, like, like head bobbing at the same time. Yeah, head bobbing, rocking. Yeah. And this comes from playing with one another yeah. for years. Oh yeah, we've picked up on building off of each other mm-hmm. and things. Um, great song choice, by the way. Thank you. What uh, are you listening to? Uh, we came as Romans. Um, I don't have a We Came as Romans song, but oh. you know, one of the guys just died. Oh my gosh. Like, like a year ago. Yeah. Mm. So there's two singers obviously in that Corona? That no, this is oh. like a year ago or oh, two years ago okay. or something. Um but the you notice there's two singers mm-hmm. there. So the guy that was first singing the real mm-hmm. like clean boy band esque mm-hmm. when he's the one who died. Oh no. Um the other guy, I had never heard him do clean vocals until that song. Really? That they did for that punk goes pop out. Normally, always. Does um, the... But he's normally very. He's got a really deep. Yeah. So he heavy growl. He goes in there too. He goes into it at the end of that song. Yep. And very good. It's like whoa, where'd yeah. that come from? That band totally flipped around, and they just don't sound like they used to. But their first two albums were so good. 
Well, they got away from that. They got away from it. You, yeah. And I know you can't do the same album every time, but you know who is still putting out good albums? Who is that? August Burns Red. What? Yeah, that new album is great. Go listen to it. Who's it's the drummer for August Burns Red, Blake? Matt Griner. Oh, my gosh. the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You like, are so man-crushing the on man, The man, Matt Griner. Um... Yes, uh, this song that I chose is not off that. You new have album, a huge man so crush good. on him. By I think the way. I do. You no, there's no thinking about. All right, it. I do. You have a huge man crush, right? On him. And that's okay. It's it. Uh, listen, I have no problem admitting I, I, there is a there is a man crush definitely on Matt Griner definitely. Um, but uh, this song is not from their newest album. This is actually from an earlier one, maybe the third. I don't know. This one's my favorite album, uh, and this was the opener on that album, and it is like it hit me in the face. When it came out, this song is called 30 and 7. sweaty mm. it's good <laughs> it's constant it, it is very constant yeah he's a great drummer so it, it, it has that i'm gonna be honest it has that guitar tone in it that i don't like you don't like that guitar tone no okay you know you know okay. what i'm talking about it's yeah, like that cookie cutter yeah hardcore guitar tone mm-hmm. and i just don't like it yeah i don't know that one of the guitarists always performs in flip flops. Nice. He's always, <laughs> always in flip flops. Um, so you remember how last week on the New Spring episode, I said that I reached out to New Spring's Facebook about yeah. outreach. Mm-hmm. Finally got a response. Oh, good. So they didn't completely leave me on red. I did good. get a response. Yep. So here's the response I got from New Spring Church. If you're interested in outreach surrounding the pandemic right now, so. Um, They said, hey, Blake, most of our uh, campuses are connected with local organizations in their community like United Way or Meals on Wheels. The best way to get involved is to reach out to your local campus to see how you can help. And they will gladly connect you if you ask them to do so. So, Good follow-up. Now, I left them on red as revenge. And I said, (laughs) listen, uh, my name is Blake Mosley, and you don't leave me on red. No, you don't. Any sway. All right, Brian, dost thou have anything to add? No. Thank you for listening to the Not Religious Podcast. 
We want to encourage you to come back next week to listen to part four of our megachurch series. Definitely. To find out more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or just search Not Religious Podcast. See what pops up. That's right. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you can, whether that's on our Facebook page or Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. Uh, We'll read your review right here on the show, whether it's good or bad. You can send us some messages uh, on our Facebook, on our Instagram, on our Twitter, whatever. You can send us some kind words, uh, encouragement, or just send us hate mail and tell us that we suck. Or you can send us suggestions for your episode, and we'll listen to them because we're always up to suggestions. We sure will. Um, go check out our sponsors. You know, they support us and you can support them and support us at the same time. Just yes. remu- remember to use our promo codes at checkout for the exclusive discounts. And we'll be featuring their merch once we get one package yes. from Amazon.com. It's coming. We're going to start our, our streaming, our video. Yep. Yep, it's on the way. And if you don't mind, go check out uh, the other podcast that I am on with James Cox. It is called Where Words Fail, Music Speaks. It is a music podcast. It's pretty fun. Um, We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Sources for this episode come from Wikipedia, GoQ Notes, ChurchLeaders.com, and ElevationChurch.com. Org. Org. Dot Sorry, org. it is dot org, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, no telling what you're gonna get. Almost on sent dot com. Yeah, almost sent people to the wrong website. Almost sent people back to 1999. Dang it! Time travel. You don't want to do that. All right. Well, All right. we'll see you next time. Until then, stay, see ya. Stay crispy. You are destroyed forever. Be nice to one another. <laughs>